Welcome to the Victorious Life broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and it's always a pleasure to be here with you. You know, I love tonight's message because sometimes we don't think about it, but let me just tell you this. As a Christian, as God's child, as God's ch child, his son, his daughter, you know that you have 24-7 access to God. Yes, you do. You have 24-7 access. You know, I was driving in my car today, and I just started having these thoughts of just overwhelming uh, thoughts of thankfulness and gratefulness. I was thinking about how um, my son is getting married this weekend, and oh my gosh, I you know, I'm just, I'm brought to tears about it because God is faithful. That was originally what I was going to call tonight's message, but you know, as I was driving today, you know, I was thinking about just the overwhelming sense of thankfulness and gratefulness that I was feeling in my heart towards the Lord. And He's faithful, you know, and, you know, I know that some people watching, you just think like I have this perfect life and it's just always been this way. Let me tell you something. There was a time my life was, in natural terms, pathetic. And I mean pathetic. Going back to 1999, that was the darkest time of my life. And, you know, I thought I could just share quickly, um, you know, just in a nutshell, my story. Some of you may have seen it on the website or on the interview that I did on TBM with Carmen. But just, you know, I'll try to just sum it up quickly because I really want you to understand God is faithful. You know, and this all ties into words and things, but I want to try to make this as quick as I can. But, um, you know, I did not start out well. I was in a physically and emotionally abusive relationship from 18 to 23 years old. I have to be transparent with you, and I had an abortion at 18 because I was in a physically abusive relationship, but I felt like I loved this person, but I was scared. I was scared, and I was scared that, you know, something could happen to me, the baby, but also, really, you know, my family did not like this man, and I thought I would get kicked out of my house, and I would have nowhere to go. I was scared. So at 18, this happened, but... I stayed with this man for another five years and I ended up having my son at age 22 just before my 23rd birthday and Vince he's the greatest joy of my life and he's getting married this weekend so it's a very very special time in my life however you know, going back to those days, it was awful. His dad and I split when he was eight months old, and so my son really never saw us together, and it was it was awful. But, you know, my dad left when I was six years old. He left my mom, and he left us three kids. So I was always looking for love in all the wrong places, and I didn't, you know, my self-esteem was not good. And I know that there's a lot of uh, young women out there let me tell you something. I just, I'm sure at some point I'm going to do some kind of a course or something for young women because I'm telling you, and this is not to toot my own horn, but just from experience, I know what, you know, the real deal is with relationships and how to, you know, uh, spot a not good relationship and save yourself a lot of heartache. And likewise, you know, how to, um, how to, 
how to be in in making a good relationship, you know, and that comes from knowing your identity, who you are in Christ and, you know, keeping it simple. Who you are in Christ is if Jesus is your Lord, you're God's son, you're God's daughter and princesses, right? Royalty does not tolerate bad behavior. Okay. So that's for someone watching. You don't tolerate bad behavior from a man and men, you don't tolerate, you know, bad behavior from a woman. So in any event, that's for another day. But, so I just wanted to, um, okay, so fast forward. I met my ex-husband when my son was just four years old. I was married for five years, right? Not to my son's father. We actually split up. We had never gotten married, and it was the best thing ever um, for me and my son. But, but he was always in my son's life, and he was a good dad to my son. So praise the Lord, you know? So um, any in any event... I got married when my son was four years old, almost five, and, or, yeah, just around that time. Anyway, married for five years, got divorced. Why? Because I was emotionally unhealthy, unstable in all my ways. I mean, I had one foot in church, and I was dancing with the devil. Not my ex-husband, but psychics. After the divorce, I hit rock bottom, and literally, I was in church, but I was addicted to psychics because I was so fearful about my future, and I was having anxiety attacks and panic attacks all the time, and I was a mess, an absolute mess, okay? And then I sought out help from my church, and actually a coworker of mine, Debbie, you know who you are. I'll never forget you, and I will forever be grateful to you. Debbie said to me, why don't you call your church for help? So long story short, I counseled with a woman from my church once a week for six months, and I read Kenneth uh, about 25 Kenneth E. Hagen books in that period of time, and I never looked back. That started my journey. A whole new world opened up to me about God. And I mean, but first I had a surrender. I literally hit rock bottom. I went in the bathroom at work. I always had a good work ethic. I was a legal secretary, but I was a train wreck in relationships beginning with my dad and then, you know, all the way through. And so it was just, it was not good. So once I surrendered and I literally said to God, I said, I surrender, please. I said, if you help me, I'll do anything. I don't want to die. And I didn't know to say father or Lord. I just said, God, please. You know what? God hears you. Any When you are sincere toward God, it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. I don't care if you've killed people. I'm just saying, in the Bible, come on. David, he basically, you could say he was a murderer, the Apostle Paul, and he wrote, you know, almost the whole of the New Testament. So what I'm saying is, when you really seek the Lord with your whole heart, he will no way cast you out. He will not turn you away ever. In fact, he will come in. His Holy Spirit will come in. His spirit and your spirit becomes one. Your whole life will change. But you have to ask. You need to seek him. And I'm telling you, he is not far. If you don't know him yet as your Lord, I'm telling you right now, and you want your life to be different, you need to just say, help me. God, help me, teach me, and mean it with your heart, and instantly the Holy Spirit will come, and God will help you. And then open this. Get yourself an easy-to-read Bible. This is the New Living Translation, or the NLT. 
super easy to read. You won't be able to put it down when you understand what you're reading, you know? And then I would say read the book of James first because it's short and then go to the book of John. And I say the book of John because of all the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they're all wonderful. But John, I, I guess, you know, it's my personal favorite, but it's where Jesus um, says who he is and what he came to do and what you can do what he can do through you. You know, he says, as the Father sent me, now I send you. So anyway, that was my story. And then to fast forward that, after, after the divorce and seeking the Lord, a couple years later, I met Mike, who is my husband. And I mean, this is the part I say fast forward, but the nights of tears the loneliness, the dark times, the writing in my journal. I remember being on the phone with my friend Lisa one night, and honestly, I felt like my heart just couldn't take it anymore. I was so sad, and I just remember, I, I just felt like I was at a breaking point. So many times I was at a breaking point, but what can you do except die, right? And and I, and I, in those times I would just cry and I would hear the Holy Spirit. Like I literally would, that still small voice and he would say, hold on, trust me. And I was like, what was I going to do? I had to hold on. I had to hold on. I had to trust him. But I was in that word. I was in the Psalms a lot. And I remember one morning, even reading before I went to, to work, it was in the book of John where it says, the father himself loves you. These were the words of Jesus. I just broke down in tears. I'm telling you, my friend, when you open the, the Gospels or the Psalms, God's Word is a living, breathing, active Word. Hebrews 4.12 says the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It will pierce, right? It pierces and it will, it will change everything. And here's the thing. You truly, truly do have 24-7 access to God. I was driving in my car today and I was thinking about this and I was like, I'm just talking with the Lord and I was like, Lord, you know, it's just so awesome and it's so beautiful. That, and I'm just having a conversation with him and I'm saying, Lord, you know, when you're driving, that's a great time to just talk with God. And I was like, Lord, it's so awesome. Like, you're so faithful. I have 24-7 access to you. I never have to call you on the phone and get voicemail or make an appointment. You're just there. You're just there. Like, like imagine, um, I want to say imagine that, uh, but some of you may not have had, you know, the best earthly father. I didn't. He left when I was six. And, you know, I struggled with asthma and I almost died from asthma so many times in my life. And at the hospital, they would always tell me I can't die from it. So I believed it. Do you know, I didn't even know that you could until, I don't know, maybe just like 10 years ago. And when I heard that, I was like, what? You know, I heard that, you know, someone had died from an asthma attack. I'm like, what? Yeah, you can die from that. What? I was like, oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you something. Now, I am so armed and equipped. And what I do is I teach you how to overcome anything. I don't care what sickness. I don't care what disease. I don't care what, I know I'm jumping, but this is just, this is what happens. <laughs> I just start and I open my mouth. God fills it. Praise the Lord. 
but I'm telling you, you can overcome anything. Do not think for one second that you have to live with some kind of disease. Well, I guess it's just my lot. Well, I guess. No, no. Jesus paid the price in his blood so that you could have his authority. You know, I hear so many Christians say, well, I'm believing God. You know, well, I know that Jesus died for me. He didn't just die for you just to die for you so that you could go to heaven when you leave here. He died for you so that you could have the life that he had when he was here on the earth. You are literally a joint heir with him. If Jesus is your Lord, he is your big brother. He's your Lord. He's your savior. That means God's your father. And Jesus says, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. How do you use it though? You speak. How did Jesus do it? This is why I say, read the four gospels. If you want to know how to kick the devil out of your life, how to defeat him, you got to operate just like Jesus did. There are spiritual laws. See, I, no matter what I'm talking about, I always go back to healing because this is the primary mandate that God has given me to help people live victoriously, to overcome, you know, to be overcomers, to walk in that authority, to defeat. So, you know, I am, yeah, I'm over 50, okay? And some of you watching that know this. And you know what? I'm proud of it. But here's the thing. I don't even like going for physicals and I probably don't go anywhere near as much as I should or you know what why why should I because people say I should no you know what the world's wisdom says yes you should go every few years whatever well my last physical was probably two years ago or something but the bottom line is it's like oh you're over 50 and oh you're not on any meds nope 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 nor will I be. And that's not to brag. That is using the authority that God has given me. Now, have I struggled with asthma? Yeah, for a long time. But guess what? The last time I had an asthma attack was probably, oh my gosh, it was, it's been a while. Why? Because I finally learned how to nip it in its tracks. And as soon as it starts to come and I feel a symptom, I'm like, no, Matthew 16, 19, I don't allow this. And I, and, but it's not enough to stop there. Then you speak to your body part. I say, lungs, I'm speaking to you. And I command you to breathe, be, breathe perfectly and normally right now with no obstructions in Jesus' name. And so be it. And I mean, I mean it when I say it. I'm not considering, well, what if it works? Well, what if it doesn't? And listen, I understand. I used to, you know, and... I'm not saying I've arrived. I'm still working on things, but I'm working on it. I'm telling you, I'm going after this with everything you've got and you need to do the same thing. And sometimes people get mad at me and family members because I'll say, you know, I might hear about somebody who, you know, I don't know, broke their leg or, or they're in the, in the hospital with a blood infection or whatever it is. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, in Jesus name, or I'll just pray for the person on my own. And I'm like, no, as a child of God, I have the right to speak healing and believe. And then when they come back and say, oh, well, the doctor said, you know, they'll probably have to, I'm like, they're going to recover. That's all there is to it. They're going to recover. I don't want to hear the details. People get upset with that because I'm not considering anything except what God's word says. And this is scriptural because when the woman came to Jesus, first of all, who had, I know, like, not even sticking to notes here, but I know that this is going to bless you guys. This is blessing you. When the woman came to Jesus whose daughter had a devil, 
she asked God to, you know, to help her. And Jesus said it's not right to take the children's um, bread and give it to the dogs. And what he was saying was healing is the children's bread and it belongs to the house of Israel. Because at first, you know, Jesus was only sent to the house of Israel. And she said, yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs get the crumbs from under the table, right? And Jesus said, woman, like great is your faith. Go, the daughter, that moved God, faith pulls like gravity. Jesus loved that. And he said, go, the daughter, your daughter is fine. The, de the devil, the demon has left your daughter. And sure enough, you know, so my point is, is you, how do I say this? You know, as a Christian, you don't even need other people to pray for you. You just need to exercise your authority. But if your faith isn't where it needs to be yet, then of course, yeah, you can pray with someone, have them pray with you, agree, I'm just saying, you know, and, and healing, um, who is it? Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth E. Hagin, he used to say that Jesus would use healing like a dinner bell to bring people to God. Isn't that awesome? And guess what? You and I have a right to do the same thing because it's not necessarily based on the other person's faith. It's our faith, but they have to want it. They have to want it. Listen, Jesus healed everyone who came to him, but not everybody came to him. The woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5, right? She, all the, it, the, the Bible says that multitudes of people were thronging, pressing up against him, but they weren't getting healed. This woman, Jesus felt power go out of him. First of all, he didn't know who touched him, right? He was God and man. He didn't know who touched him. All he knew was that faith went out of him, uh, power went out of him. Why? Because faith pulls like gravity. It pulls like gravity. You know, I've got, um, I, I spoke about this on uh, one of my webcasts. Uh, you can find it on my website or on YouTube. Just, you know, Google faith pulls like gravity dash Lisa Boldow or something and it will come right up. But faith pulls like gravity and that proves it right there. And when he said to her, you know, daughter, your faith has made you well. What he meant by that is he was saying, your faith, the faith that you had that if you just touched me, you would be healed, that drew power right out of me and boom, you were healed. That's why he said your faith has made you well, right? And then to other times he would say to people, be it unto you according to your faith because they would say, I believe, you know, or Jesus would say, do you believe I can do this? And it was, yes, I believe, you know, and so this is what we have a right to as children of God. I'm telling you, sometimes, you know, I go to the grocery store and, uh, you know, I was telling you guys about this man. Well, I just kind of touch people everywhere I go. I wait for them or like I'll open a door for them and I'll be like, oh, God bless you. And I just touch them. And Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Or I'll say, God bless you in Jesus name, you know, and then I, I need to have more conversations with people though. It's just sometimes, you know, they're in a hurry or, but you know what? Again, you work on this and you look for any opening to share the goodness of God with them and knowing that if you touch them, they will recover. Mm. You know what? We need to build faith in people, but first build your faith. How do you do that? Hearing, hearing. Yes, reading is wonderful, reading the Gospels, but try to listen to the Gospels. I love the Word of Promise audio Bible, 
and I didn't talk about anything that I was going to talk about tonight, <laughs> but that's what happens. The Holy Spirit just whoosh, starts going, and so I love the Word of Promise audio Bible. I think I bought it for like 20 bucks, and it's like, it's just the New Testament uh, version, but when you hear the voice of Jesus, it's Jim Caviezel, the one who did Jesus, who played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ movie. It's his voice doing Jesus, and he just is so good. And I'm telling you, when you hear the words of Jesus, it moves you. It moves you, and you just, you just realize, you know, you are God. I'm telling you, lately, I've been saying so much, I'm your child, Lord. I'm your daughter. I have a right to this. I have a right to that. If I hear that someone's sick, I'm like, Lord, I have a right to release healing to them. Yes, I do. Because Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I send you. And I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You got to use it. And so, okay. Um, I just want to, you know what? I'm going to read you a few scriptures now because i got to give you the word too. Well, I am giving you the word, but I want to give you some scriptures. God confirms his word. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, I never finished my story before, but so Mike and I have been married. Next month is fifth. I'm sorry, this month. In two weeks, it's 15 years that we've been married. And we always say that we're like fine wine. We get better with time. The first five years er, were a little rough. Second five years were better. The last five years have been amazing. And the whole key is you put God in the center and you can't fail. You can't fail. It's not 50-50. It's 100-100. You put God in the center and every day you wake up and you think, what can I do to make that person happy? What can I do to make you happy today? You know, or, or sometimes I'm just doing stuff and I might think, what, what would make him happy today? Sometimes it's just, listen, he loves me the way I am, makeup, no makeup, whatever, but I just need to get pretty for him. Sometimes I'll get pretty for him, you know, he comes home and he'll go, hey doll. And I'm like, hmm, I like that, doll. <laughs> anyway, girls, you get it. So anyway, and men, love your women with or without makeup, but women, get pretty for your guys, you know on some perfume it's nice so in any event I know that this audience is mostly women so that's awesome somebody just said they're praying for restoration you know what if that's in your own you know marriage um, you know a relationship listen get with God and ask him for wisdom ask for wisdom because when you are in a relationship and you feel pain like you know pain like right here that's a signal that something is wrong. Something is wrong in the relationship. And if it's you, ask God to show you. If it's the other person, ask the Lord to open the eyes of their understanding and that they would know God. You know, God will answer that prayer because that's the desire of God's heart too. So, and if you're holding on to a promise, you've asked the Lord. So, Whatever you need to do, build your faith and speak words of faith. Speak words. You know, there are times that you might be, um, for example, um, okay, what can I say? It could be, you know, you haven't had a child yet and you're waiting and you're believing God for a baby. Okay. Pull out, I mean, read the story about Abraham. Read because God is faithful. And there are times that when you're holding on, the enemy will come to throw you off and 
you know, tell you like that's never going to happen and just to put doubt in your and you need to counter that immediately. You know the scripture that says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Wait. The very next verse says and every tongue that rises up against you, you have to condemn it. You have to counter it. Okay? So a weapon can be formed against you but how is it not going to prosper? You have to say no. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 19, whatever you allow will be allowed. Whatever you don't won't. I'm paraphrasing. He said, whatever you bind right in heaven will be bound on earth and whatever you loose will be loosed. You've got to be the one to exercise your authority. You speak, you believe, you see. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. You have to speak to your mountain. It's a spiritual law. But remember, God is faithful and you have 24-7 access. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says that he who is, okay, he who is united to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So if Jesus is your Lord, get this picture. His spirit, the Holy Spirit, and your spirit are united as one, as one, okay? You know, every day get up, start your day with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thankfulness, gratefulness. And here's the thing. If you keep an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness to God in your heart, guess what's going to come out of your mouth? Whoosh. Thankfulness, gratefulness. Thank you, Lord. I have favor everywhere you go, everywhere I go because I'm your child. Get the picture. I'm telling you, this has changed my life to really and truly start thinking I challenge you every day for the rest of this week because then you'll just keep going and beyond. I am your child. I am your daughter. I am your son. Thank you, Lord. I am your child, so I have a right. I have a right to everything that Jesus had a right to, right? And Jesus is in you. So when you speak and the Holy Spirit's in you, I'm telling you it will change everything. If you're in a circumstance right now or in a storm, and you think you can't change it? Oh, yes, you can. All you have to do is speak to it. And let me tell you something. You only need to say something once to give life to it. Death and life is in the power of the tongue or your words. That's Proverbs 18.21. Okay? You only need to say something once and believe it to give life to it, good or bad. Watch. What, watch. Listen, thoughts will come. But watch the words that come out of your mouth. Just because a thought comes to you doesn't mean you have to agree with it, right? 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, you got to cast down any thought that tries to make it higher, that, that tries to make itself higher than God's word. God's word, Jesus said, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And let, let me just say this. If you haven't gone to my website yet at lisaboldo.com, right on the homepage, just put in your first name, your email address. This way I can stay in touch with you too. But this way I can get to you within a few minutes. Anybody, you that's watching, I can get to you the seven scriptures that God gave me personally to stand on for healing. But it's for me, but it's for you. It's for everybody. He gave it to me for you. Okay? And there's a video there, just like I'm doing this video right now, on how to use those seven scriptures. Yes, and you will move mountains. I'm telling you, anything that you speak and believe, you're going to see it. It's a spiritual law. But listen, a lot of people say, oh, I'm believing. 
And then, you know, the doctor comes back with a bad report and they're like, oh, no, you're not. You're not believing. You need to counter that so that no weapon formed against you will prosper. But that thing will be psh. Jeremiah. I love this. Jeremiah 23, 29. This is a good one. Thank you, Lord. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? Mm. Listen, no weapon will be formed against you when you counter the thing that's coming at you and you don't allow it. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just very passionate. And you guys know that already. So we are just about out of time. And let me just end with this, okay? Remember, you have 24-7 access to the Lord. Why? Because if Jesus is your Lord, his spirit lives in you, you just walk with him. You know, when people say, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit. No, he's in me. He's in me. I walk with him 24-7. You don't have to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Now, you know, the presence of God, you can practice the presence of God. You know, I saw that my friend Johanna Kappen is watching. Johanna's amazing. She's a worship leader. She's a songwriter, singer. She's beautiful. Check out her stuff. She's got something called the Presence Collective on Facebook, and she's got a group, and it's just awesome. But anyway, she talks about the presence of God a lot, too, and she's just fabulous. So, Johanna, I just had to mention that because I saw that you were on, and I just love what you're doing. And, you know, for many of you, you know, you're going after God, and I could say certain names, you know, Lorraine, there's just, there's people, Bonnie, I mean, you guys, you're so awesome, you guys, you're on fire for the Lord, keep going, keep going, I'm telling you, don't ever stop, but I wanted to just conclude with, nothing is too hard for the Lord, and I want to give you that scripture, okay, in Jeremiah, uh, hang on one second, Jeremiah 32, 27, somebody composed that. God said, behold, behold. That means look, pay attention. Behold, look. And when you behold something, you stop, you gaze, right, at it. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Whoa, praise God. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord and his spirit lives in you if Jesus is your Lord. And if Jesus isn't your Lord, then all you have to do with your whole heart right now, just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Teach me your ways. I'm sorry for my sins. Teach me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, in your precious name, Lord. Amen. And you know what? He will. He will. Pff, Holy Spirit will come right in. But you got to mean it. And God knows if you mean it. You can't keep anything hidden from the Lord. He needs you. He knows you. He knows your heart. So anyway, I'm sure that this has been a blessing to you tonight. Make sure that you share it on social media. Let's advance God's kingdom together. And I just want to say I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Make sure you check out the videos on, you know, I've got them on my website, on YouTube. Um, I even have them on a podcast uh, in iTunes, which you have access to that through my website as well, at lisaboldo.com or just Google, you know, iTunes-lisaboldo. It'll come up and you can listen. And But this will help you to get strong. It will change your life because it's the truth of God's word. So I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I'll see you really soon. Okay. Talk to you soon.